Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Well, hello, everyone who will listen to this in the future. This is, uh, of course, Mike, and it's nothing but the truth. My journey, along with my brother in Christ, Larry Phillips, on in front of the Word of God. And uh, uh, as usual, at short notice, we decided to do a recording. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, all praise and glory to God. I am so grateful that there's one person in my life, and there's only one. It has to be one man. And how many states away in Missouri, as you like to say it, Missouri, that uh, <laughs> is willing to actually even read the Bible, the Word of God, with me? And uh, it's amazing. It's amazing, Larry. You know, I was thinking about that. Who knows? out there trying to mow the lawn well I did it uh, uh, you know it's and I'm grateful but you know it's his. my son's nana came and watched my son for a couple hours while I did some yard work and uh, boy my feet are even though I wore sandals my feet are awfully green looking <laughs> they're supposed to have green thumbs <laughs> not green toes but anyway uh you know, I was like, uh, she just came back from uh, campaigning for, of all people, you know, um, of course, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> and I was just thinking to myself, um, almighty God, how long, this world, just I just do not connect with anything. Uh, I don't, uh, you know, everything is just foolishness. You know what I mean? I just like the yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what was really the most important. You know, but you know, I talked to you earlier about you know the fact that we're controversy with these chickens. We're probably going to have to uh, find a new home for them, which is it's okay. I really don't have an issue with it too much. Um, I know my son's happy, grateful for it, but you know, we have talked about it. There's a good chance we might have to find a new home for them. And that's okay. That's no big deal. That's not really upsetting me. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's, it's just really bizarre to me is that, God, you know, um, I mean, outside of you, Larry, and a few other brothers, um, but uh, they're all scattered here and there. No one, I can't find, there's no, he didn't bring anybody, like, in this town or anything like that to be willing to even praise God, you know, really want to talk about God, read the scriptures, really try to understand his word. And, I, you know, I'm not much better, really. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm so grateful for this moment to, to read his, his word because I've been neglectful for it because I've been busy doing earthly things this week and being around very uh, worldly people. And uh, I just don't know what to do. It's just like, God... What do I do about all this? You know what I mean? Because you don't really. Well, don't really. you have you have a lot of responsibilities, brother, and uh, you're trying to raise a son. You're, you know, you know, you're doing it by yourself, pretty much. I mean, there's some people that help once in a while, but by and large, you're the you're the man that's. And so, you know, it, it is a lot of responsibility, and with responsibility. In one area, you know, it 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 um, causes you to be unable to do other things. So, you know, that's just the reality of of what God's ordained. And, and I like you. I I cherish these times when we can uh, get away from the cares of this life and just focus on the Bible. Because there's not, like you said, there's nothing more. Um, 
there's there's nothing better. <laughs> there's nothing better. Yeah. Well, you know, but, uh, tying in what I was starting out with, with my son's Nana so she, and Hillary Clinton and all that nonsense, it's like, you know, I'm, it's like uh, we're against the whole world, Not, it's, but yet we got to live with the, this world. And I'm like, so I'm heading my son over to her, and I'm like, what is, what is that woman feeding to my son's head? <laughs> I just, with her two PhDs, and, you know, and, and of course, you know, she comes from, of all things, she started out, you know, in Wesley. It was it was at Wesley College, at the women's college. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, uh, you know, women's studies and uh, whatever it is. I don't know. I forget. Which, it was, you know, two very liberal and feminist. Uh, and, you know, you know, like uh, his her his mom, you know, uh, Chase's mom, and I'm like, well, is that that poor gal never had a chance. Being raised by that woman and by, you know, I mean, and she's got her good side. Of course, Nana's, Nana's got some good sides to her. I mean, she wants to spend time with Chase, but the same token, she's like, you know, all proud about campaigning for Hillary Clinton. And then I'm, I just, I, I just, you know, I'm just, this year I'm not interested, not even going to vote. And that was enough mm-hmm. for her to shut down, you know, not even ask a question. I felt like saying, "Listen, it's just it's just bread and circus. Why are you wasting your time doing this stuff?" I don't, oh, it's like it's like you know, it's part of the this grand delusion, don't you think? It's all part of this. Uh, it's all part of it. This delusion, this illusion that we're all under is huge, and it just it's more than just. Um, it's it, it it's like Romans one, you know what I mean? It's just like it, this. This is what happens without you, uh, mm-hmm. without without Christ. You know, it's interesting with you and uh, Walt and uh, and Henry uh, Edward Henry having their show on Sunday. Yeah, you know, that was brought up uh, idolatry and that kind of thing because he was ex Roman Catholic and the guy that I've been hanging out with. And he he has he has generous heart, um, but, he, but he's you know he's he is a sodomite and he is you know messed up and 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 if you look at his room because you know we went over to his house to get some stuff and all that so he's proud of his room because he's got you know and it's just full of uh, pictures of Mary and and I just like this is what happens. This, this, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. This idolatry, yeah. it really does yeah. corrupt you. You know what I mean. So I don't know. I, I we didn't even discuss what kind of topic, but maybe I'll let you decide what you would like us to breed or do. So maybe I sparked some kind of thought of what to focus on in the scriptures. But it seems to me that without Christ, there is no hope for man or woman. Literally, it's just a grand illusion, and all you're doing is chasing after material things, and your god is money, and or sex, or it just you, you just you know it's like without the comforter giving you peace and the reassurance of eternity, that you're just gonna end up chasing after the things of the flesh, and it just gets worse. It really does get worse and worse, and not. Why half the you know majority of this country is we're addicted, uh, perverted, delusional, idolatrous. It just goes on and on. It just I was thinking to God. I said, you know, this is like the same story repeated over and over <laughs> and over again. You know, you you read what Isaiah was talking about or Ezekiel. You name it. It's the same story over and over. Again, it really is, and you know the the interesting thing about this discussion is that um, it stems from two uh, causes. It either stems from belief or unbelief, and uh, you know we know that the author of belief. And faith is Christ, 
And we know the author of unbelief, which is really untruth, um, you know. We know that Christ, God created Satan, but it says that Satan was a liar from the beginning and abode not in the truth. And uh, from some of the things you said, I think it'd be interesting if we did a word study on believe. I think that would be really interesting. In fact, if you go to KGB online, if you guys that listen in later on Sermon Audio or wherever, you can follow right along with us because I'd like to start on page four of that study, page four of KGB online on the word believe. You know, what does actually believe mean? It means to to have a trust or a faith in something, to stake our very existence on it, <laughs> to um, hold with real, hold with strong, strong uh, understanding of of something. And the first first thing on that page is John four thirty nine, which says. Many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying of the woman, which testified, he told me all that I ever did. Now we know that that's the lady at Samaria, Samaria who went and told all these people that he, he told her everything that he ever did. And then it says, in the next one, John 441. You, said you mean everything she did or everything you meant? Everything that ever... Well, yeah, he told me all that I ever did. In other words, remember... Oh, oh okay, I see what you said. Yeah, he said, you you know, the, the man that you're now married to is not your husband. You're married to five. You've been married to five husbands. The man that you're now married to is not your husband. And then it says in John 4.41, many more believed because of his own word. Well, what was his own word? Well, his own word was that he had the word, he had the uh, eternal life. He had this living water that they would never, they would never thirst again. Now, um, you know, I want before we really get into this study on believe, because the Armenians make belief a condition for salvation. The Armenians make believe or believing a condition for salvation, but the Bible says it's a result of salvation. In other words, we have life before we believe. We have life before we have faith. You know, John 3 again, the spirit bloweth where it listeth, and no man knoweth the sound thereof. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit of God. So I want to start this study with John 6.29 because we have to first understand the origin where belief comes from. John 6.29, Christ says, this is the work of God that you believe on him. So when we're talking about all these things going on in the world around us, whether it's the Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump whether it's uh, just the people that we rub shoulders with every day. Uh, there's two kinds of people out there, those that have been recipients of life and faith and belief in the eternal Son of God and those who really have never had, have been given life. And it makes a big difference, okay, as to how people view the world. A huge difference. We hear, we see here this difference exemplified in John four. Um, in John four forty two, it says, uh, "They these these same people said to this woman, now we believe not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves and know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world." Notice they knew this. Okay, here they were. One minute, they're just going about their daily lives. The next minute, Christ reveals himself to them. And now they can say with all certainty, indeed, 
This is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world, meaning the Jews and the Gentiles. Because, again, if you recall, the Samaritans were hated um, of the Jews. They were hated. And uh, so, well, Michael, why don't you, I don't know if you're on that page or not, page four, um, you know, believe is mentioned 248 times in the Bible, and we're on page four of ten. <laughs> uh, but if you're with John, me, on... John, John five twenty four, very very, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. And uh, amen to that. You know the thing is, uh, like, you know you think this. We got, we have to. It, it must be just as he tears away any of uh, our love for this world. It just becomes almost like a, I don't know. It's just long. It's a long journey waiting for to be with them. I, I know it's, it's, it's compared to eternity, yes, I understand, but goodness gracious, day to day, out of the hour. <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know. I guess it's to reinforce something. And I don't know. You know, I ask God, and of course, you know, his ways are greater than than, than ours, but why? And I know I don't even have a right to do that, but it's just like, gosh, it's so Well, I think you do. I mean, I I think that's a very normal thing for the little child of God. I mean, again, David constantly asks, why? You know, where are you, Lord? Why art thou so long in hearing me? You know, and so I think it's a very normal thing for us to go through, you know. And it's like I just... Uh, I just got back from <clears throat> attending a fellowship with a group of people, and one of the fellows there was really good. He was talking again about Romans eight twenty eight, but he said, "You know, you don't when someone is is just in the hospital and you get called in the hospital and they've been given the word that they're going to die, they have a terminal illness or something. You don't go in there and say all things work together for good to them, the Lord, you know." You know, I mean, he said, you know, you don't just flippantly go in there and say that. You, he says, you know, you 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 go in there and first of all, you show the fact that you have empathy over the fact that they have just gotten bad, you know, what seems to be bad news. And and he said the only way you can really show spiritual uh, discernment in how to uh, reach out and comfort these people is to first of all tell them, you know what, I don't understand what God's purpose is, is in this. I don't understand it. You know, there's no way I can understand it. And I can understand why you would feel that God has left you right now. And um, I can understand the grieving and the, the fact that you're realizing that you're going to, you know, you're going to depart from your family, and I can understand why your family is grieving, and so on. And then after he t- goes through all this, he says, but I do go back and I say, you know, but we have a consolation that God doesn't make mistakes for his people. He never made make mistakes for anybody, but, you know, he does say that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord, and those that are called according to purpose and that means all things. And even though we don't understand how it could work together for our good, um, you know, and so that's, and that's the same thing in terms of our, you know, going through every everything that we go through of this daily life, whether it's suffering, pain, heartache, uh, strife, uh, dissension, um, being attacked by the evil one. You know, it, it doesn't matter what it is. And, um, you know, and then on the other side, we have the uh, those that that mock, that mock the Word of God, that mock the spiritual things revealed to His people. 
you know. Notice what, you know, you just read that scripture and it was excellent because he says that, um, he says, Verily, very I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath ever life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death to life. But on the other side of the aisle, in John 5.38, he says, And ye have not his word abiding in you. For, mute, for whom he hath sent him, ye believe not. You know, and so there you are. You have, um, you know, he, he says, How can you believe which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that cometh from God only? For, for had ye believed Moses, ye would have believed me, for he wrote of me. But ye believe not my not his writings, how shall ye believe my words? And so you know, I think it, it it helps me when I am out in the world, whether I'm getting gas or going to Walmart or going to grocery store or whatever, and I see all of this absolute depravity exemplified in front of my face. And I just have to remind myself, you know what? These people have not the faith of God. These people are without faith. You know, and, and who? what makes me to differ from them? Only the grace of God. Only If it weren't for the grace of God, there would I be. Because I've been there before. I've been there before. So, anyway, go ahead, Michael. Well, I think the important issue for us is... Uh, child, children of God is John five forty four. Um, uh, and, and you know, if we had to look yeah. at ourselves in this one, how can ye believe which receive honor one of another, and seek not the honor that cometh from God only? Mm. And and you know, um, that's really something because it's. You know, it's just that yearning to be with God and, and just focus on Him. The more it, it, the more you learn, the more He reveals to what this world's really about. The more you just want to know Him and be in His His truth and, and, and His glory. And um, but how how do we seek the honor that cometh from God only? That's a very good question. Because you know, you, 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 the world's going to draw you away from this. And I'm thinking to myself, that's probably one of the things I was maybe was trying to convey to God or thinking wanted to, but I could not between the pain and mowing and but you know, everything else was it, it was very difficult for me to stay focused on my Lord. I wanted to. But I, I was uh, just was just brain dead. Literally. I mean I just couldn't focus on anything. And um You know, I want that. I want the honor that comes from God only. I really do. I don't want the honor of that. It's hopeless. It's, it's, you know, I mean, I enjoy interacting with people once in a while here and there. But it's not It's not the same. You know what I mean? It's like, you yeah, know. Yeah, it isn't. And I, I, I have guests on my show that, you know, that, and I probably will still have guests that are not not always really uh, Bible-believing Christians. I mean, I've had recently some people that claim to be, but were very confused about everything of what it means to... And I, yeah, but, you know, it's like, what do you do? Because, you know, you relive in this fallen world, and, you know, it's great to... Uh, you know, it's great to, to interact with you, brother, but it's and and it's very meaningful. But I can't like just lean on you and be a pry on you. But at the same token, I can, it's like uh, there's other things to be taught. I, I uh, of the world by worldly people that only you know people of the world can share with us. And whatever that it is, the lessons you know what I mean. It usually it has right. nothing to do with what I think it's going to be. Um, I think part of it I'm starting to learn is that I near I 
I have to really love my brothers in Christ, and I also have to learn to, I guess, be patient, tolerant, loving for those who are not. In other words, I guess a light, if you will, of God's love. I don't know if that makes any sense. probably wrong. But, you know, the thing is, the more you research the stuff and you realize, you know, who's behind all this wickedness, Satan, and who's using, whether it's the Kabbalah or the Kabbalistic Jews and Rome and, you know, it just goes on and on. Well, Satan uses everybody else who's not of Christ. That's pretty much what it comes down yeah. to. Yeah. And, uh, and, but the problem is you and I are surrounded by these poor folks, uh, brother, you know, children, uh, or I should say children, but say, you know, I don't know how you, do, how do you describe those who are not of Christ? And yet you still got to, you got to, you can't, you know, it's jo- our job is, it's not to be at war with the world. It's it's not it's not to be at war with it. It's just to you know submit to our Lord and what He wants us to do. And um, so it's like just a conundrum because you know, and you've been walking uh, the journey with the Lord longer than I have. So the question would be a twofold. You know, how does one balance this? The true balance, maybe this is the true balance that really matters, which is not, you know, which is uh, being, uh, you know, the vessel of God, the servant of him, our, our Lord of Lords, King of Kings, and then living in the world with uh, the worldly people. I mean, I mean, you have talked about, you know, that you've dealt with things, you know, you know, people in your life that they're very... They don't. That very rough. And you know, it's like I don't really hate them. I don't, and I don't really want to be at war with anybody. In fact, I think I have more war with other brothers in Christ or bickering over doctrinal issues and stuff like that than I actually do with the average people out there. I mean, most people just. They'll just not like us. They'll just ignore us. They'll just avoid us. Most people are not really... I mean, God sends people along the way for confrontations and to challenge us. But still, I mean, you really think about the day-to-day situation. You know, we look at the Babylon that we're in. You know, it's, it's almost like something's changing me where I'm having actually more compassion for people, but a different way. So when I look at... Uh, and my son's Nana, and she's been so indoctrinated from the very get-go from this corrupt world, and then ends up, you know, Wesley College and becoming an ultra, you know, uh, feminist, just just delusional beyond belief, and believes in all sorts of things that aren't even real. And it's like, I know she's looking at me and thinking, you know, oh, I'm a simpleton, or I don't know what's going on, and I'm looking at her and saying, you know what? The same thing, <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know what I mean. But the thing is, oh yeah, is, is a follower is with the uh, a servant. And, oh God, how do we interact with the people of this world? Because you know we got to we. There's a certain point when you just realize you're not at war with any of these people. The spiritual battle is going on. They have no. They have. They cannot help at all with the situation they're in. I don't know what to do. Uh, I just well, you know, I think you're right. I think the biggest battle is with ourselves. That's the biggest battle is with self. Okay, because because we realize that God has shown us our own nature, our own depravity, our own uh, sinful condition, and even though. Scripture tells us that all things have become new, meaning that we have been shown Christ as to and who He is. But the biggest battle is with ourselves, not with those around us. You know, and even though we look at those around us, it's always good to remember and say to ourselves, you know, what maketh me to differ from all of these people? You know. 
What what made these people here in uh, the sixth chapter of John? He says. Uh, he says in John six thirty five. Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. And he goes on and says in verse 40, This is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Now back to your question about how should you know how can we interact with these people and and in the midst of recognizing that they are uh you know it goes back to Isaiah it says who hath believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed you're talking about you know your ex mother in law or whatever, you know, this this is something that we can is helpful. We we look at people like her or anyone else that is unbelieving. We say, well, who, you know, to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Who's believed our report? Okay. Now he says here in John six forty, and this is the will of Him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on Him may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up at the last day. Uh, see, that's that's the real issue because when people are walking around spiritually dead, uh, in in reality, their only hope that they have, if you want to use the word hope, the only the only satisfaction or comfort they can get has to de- be derived in this world. And that's why they're going from one thing to another thing to another thing to another thing to try to some way assuage their consciences. Their conscience is bearing them witness, you know. They're without excuse before God. And every time they demonstrate their lack of faith and so on, they are they are trying to cover it up by doing all these other activities. That used to be what I would do. I would fill my life so full that I didn't have time to think about God or to think about His Word. You know? Now, in John six sixty four, he says, There are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believe not, and who should betray him? God, you know, he, the fact that he is not, he, he's omniscient, he's omnipotent, he's om, uh, omnipresent, he knows all things. He know, you know, <laughs> scripture in uh, Timothy, I believe it is, says, the foundation of God stands sure. He knows who are his. You know, we don't always know who are his. Sometimes, we even question whether we're one of his or not, you know? But here's the issue, really. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> well, I would say... Just, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Well, I was just going to stop. Paul, I'll pause, but I was just... You know, what Christ's report was in John seven thirty eight. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Go ahead, go ahead, Michael. Very nice. Very good. Uh, what was I going to say now? I must have lost my train of thought. Maybe it was... Sorry to interrupt you there. <laughs> oh, no, that's not. <clears throat> well, I, you know, the thing about the believer thing, I, I really, what has happened to me at least, and of course, you know, I've got years to go on this mortal plane, so, I, you know, the challenge may come where I, what you just said it's question whether um, I believe or not type of thing, but now I I don't I, I don't have that that makes any sense what you're saying you know I mean the reason why I believe is because he gave it to me so <laughs> does that make sense what was the question absolutely 
What would you? Well, what, what words, you think, how did you actually say again? What was it? Sometimes uh, we question whether we, what? Right. In other words, or Yeah, there are days. I think for all of God's elect, that we questions come into our mind. You know, as to whether we are truly one of God's elect or not, because we find. You know, Scripture tells us, if you love me, keep my commandments, and we find ourselves breaking his commandments. So we ask ourselves the question, do I really love him? Am I really one of his? Why why do I continue in this sinful behavior? He says, if you love me, keep my commandments, and and it doesn't appear that I love him very much if I go around breaking his commandments. But we know that nobody's perfectly kept his commandments, and that's why he came perfectly fulfill the law and this is what he is he is proclaiming that uh, you know these Jews here in this passage in 6 some of them uh, believed some of them believed his proclamation in John 6 69 he says they said and we believe and are sure we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ the son of the living God but there were others there, um, you know, that didn't believe on him. Now, the reason I think it's so important that we talk about belief is that um, if you think about during that time, and today, think about today. Uh, think about we don't even talk, have to talk about religious leaders today. Let's Let's just talk about people who are leaders in government today on both sides of the aisle, okay? Uh, Hillary Clinton claims to be a Christian, confesses she's a Christian. Donald Trump confesses that he's a Christian or, you know, in other words, he believes in God and so on. Um, you know, in, in John seven forty eight, there's a question posed. Have any of the rulers or of the Pharisees believed on him? Okay, have any of them really believed on him? Well, you know what he says in John eight thirty one. He says, if you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. And see, that's where you come into the question about our own election. Are we his or are we not? Is we ask ourselves, am I continuing in his word? Am I really continuing in his word, or am I just giving well, lip service? You know, go ahead. Yeah. Well, there's that, but then, then there's that eternal thing that he does to us, you know, the spirit, and a yearning for him. And we don't go far astray without getting really miserable. Maybe it's, you know, being chastened, too, but I think also it's just... Uh, to come, you know, is to, if we live in this world and we do things, you know, here's an example, you know, it's like, you know, I'm grateful for the little gifts that God's given us, like the little animals and stuff like that. But in reality, if I could, if I truly could be given anything, I, would, I really would just love to be in my God's presence. Because, you know, oh, no, no, the, you know, this, it is, it's nice, but it's like, it's nice, but it's not that nice. <laughs> you know, it's not that great. You know what I mean? Now, you know, the more and more you do this, you, you walk with God, the more you realize, well, you know, I appreciate this, but uh, I don't feel like I belong. And um, it, it's like, well, you know, I, it's there's an emptiness about the experiencing life here. Even in its, in, in its wonderfulness, you know, the things that he gives and the blessings, there's still like an emptiness that you're talking about. You talked about how people just constantly chasing things and changing and, you know, always searching. But there, even with Christ, you know, and I think he allows us to do that, you know, being one of his children, that there's still, you know, it's like we still need to experience the emptiness of this fallen world. And it must be. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's what. That's real what manifestation of this falling. How fallen it is this? What? And this I, I think he also look. 
that's what he did with Job. I mean, whenever we go through, when we're at our, for lack of a better way of saying it, when we're at the end and we are crying out and we're not understanding why we're going through, like Job, we have a Job experience where everything is taken from us and we're despondent and, and we feel so, we feel like God's left us. See, that, if, and just back to Job, I mean, God's the one that referred Job to Satan, had thou considered my servant Job. You know, I mean, in other words, what what was the purpose of God uh, putting Job through all of this? You know, well, in the end, Job says, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. When we go through those most harrowing experiences where we don't sense the presence of God at all is when our faith is put to the test. And you know what? When we come out, and and I've known some people that uh, by appearances they never come out of it because uh, they put uh, they're put under such a test. But um, I think that's part of it. I think that God purposely causes the... Well, I know he does. He causes everything that happens. But the the real question is, why does he do it? And you know what? I think sometimes uh, my own son has has had huge questions about his the problem that he has. And he'll say, you know, how could there be any good in this? Yeah. You know, how could there be any good in this? What What is the good in this? Um, and, and, you know, when you talk about Romans eight twenty eight, you know, all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and those that are called according to your, there's a lot of people out there that they honestly will tell you, I cannot understand or see the good in what I'm going through, but I still trust my Abba father that he has a purpose in it. And I rest in that, you know? You're right, and a yearning for him, and I think that's the thing. I think yes. it's, and on the opposite side of things too. I think he does this, or at least that I'm experiencing. It. Maybe I'm being ungrateful, but you know, you get these. You, so you start your life starts being more filled. And you start getting, you know, the summer things have happened. You know, you you kind of see me my very one of my lowest points, and you know, little things have happened. You know, little blessings here and yeah. there that. And I'm I'm grateful for it, but at the same time, there's an emptiness about it because it's like God, thank you for these things that help me endure and bear, go through whatever I'm going through, and it and it remind me and have things to remind me of your great greater power. But you know, still not enough. And what is it that I really want? And uh, I think this is where that fork in the road is, and how the spirit of God works on. Where well, when I was a man of the world, when I went to the, hit that fork in the road, well, it was about me and what now can I accomplish or what now must I experience? Well, now that the uh, God's Spirit is leading me to the, the fork in the road where um, I yearn for more of you, God. I really want to know you and be you. I want to experience honoring you and amazing presence of you and you know I'm grateful for this stuff here but man I just want to get back home God come on <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and you know it's kind of you know it's and it's it's, it's I don't know am I being selfish because you know it's the opposite of what you're saying when you're you know you're really physically down and you're you feel like you're on your deathbed or or you are on your deathbed and or you you know you're a very low point It seems like whether it's the very low point or your very high point, there's just uh, there's still uh, within us there's that yearning to be with Him. Does that make sense? Oh, it does. In fact, you know, and there also, you know, there's an account there in John about this uh, child or you know, man that was adult, young adult, who was given his sight back by God. And, of course, we know the story, how that they cast him out of the synagogue and stuff for confessing 
that God had done these things. And um, in John 9.35, I'm on the top of page 5, Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And when he had found him, he said to him, Dost thou believe on the Son of God? He answered and said, Who is the Lord, that I might believe on him? And he you know, and, and Christ said, I am. I am. And in 938, he says, he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. I mean, and think about this. Here this guy had been blind from his very youth up. And this man comes along and gives him back his sight. And the religious leaders are ostracizing him, excommunicating him. And... Now, the thing that, that I want to point out here is that God, re- Jesus Christ, revealed himself to this blind man that he had already given back his sight. He, he not only gave him physical sight, but he gave him spiritual sight. He revealed himself to him, and that has to happen with every one of God's little people, you know, this this is a revelation of God to us, and that's what you were talking about earlier. You know, I and that's preservation. I don't believe that a true child of God. I believe they'll have their doubts. I believe they'll question their election at times, and so on. And they'll they'll feel like, am I his or am I not? But the true child of God will have a residing faith and joy and hope and love in Christ because of what he's done to them giving them life you know i mean in contrast to what he told the pharisees he said in John 10:26 you believe not you didn't tell them you believe not because you believe not <laughs> <laughs> He said, you believe not because you're not of my sheep, you know. <clears throat> and see, that's that's the thing. I mean, we, uh, why, sometimes we have to almost pinch ourselves and think, you know, why would God uh, give me life and not all these other people around me? Why, why would he give me life? What, what you know... Anyway, it for, it is for his yeah for his for his honor and glory and his own good pleasure. Yes, <laughs> and this is the thing too. It's like yeah, uh, and to be you know I think about you know you you believe not because you're not one of my sheep and I the the depths of my spiritual you know being um, spiritual and you know dead in my in my wickedness and my spiritually dead I, you know I was thinking about that you know because I think about you know even from a very young age I really was a terribly uh, lost wicked perverse um, I wasn't even thinking about I didn't even I didn't believe in Christ and Jesus Christ I didn't believe in my Lord Savior I didn't want to believe I wanted to Satisfy the lust, my lust, my desires, and and I think, well, why, why go through all this? Why? It's. I understand. You know, it's like I got to stop. We have to stop. Always saying, why do I, 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 and start realizing that it's he, he, he. And that we're part of his story, and he allowed me to go through all the stuff that I went through, that you went through, in order to demonstrate demonstrate his power and his glory. So, and saving grace and mercy. So, and you know, why why me? You know, I, I deserve to actually probably be out in the street and to be um, a total reprobate, or you know. Uh, in prison or something like that, you know, I don't deserve to be one of his sheep, so to be loved by him or to be one of his elect, I don't deserve any of it. And yet, 
spirit tells me that I am. And it's it's, it's just mind-blowing. when You realize the position that you're in and, and uh, his mercy and his grace and how amazing he is. I, I Just mind-blowing. It is, and all praise and glory go to our God, our Lord Savior. I just can't wait to be with him again. To be honest with you, I just want to be with him. It's, everything, it really is dung. Everything is, no, it doesn't mean anything. I know that sounds narrow-minded or heartless or uh, religiously fanatical, but I'm not even being religiously fanatical. This is not about religion. This is about God. Forget all religion. Forget all the things of man and me. Forget about getting the honor of other people and of men. I want my God. Gosh darn it. I really do. I want I want to be with you now, God. I want to be with you always. I don't want to be with all this the silliness. It really the most of life is just it's 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 you know, quote unquote adults, but it's really it's just it's all childish. Everything's childish. If you think about it, I mean, the election, it's just one of the most, it's like watching a bunch of, you know, the, you know, the kids you didn't like in the playground doing their stupid stuff. And you're just like, man, it's just the same thing. It's just, it's just, it's dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I mean, it sounds so simple, you know, you know, my, come on, maybe a little more sophisticated about the thing, but no, it really is. It's all dumb. It really is man's stuff, man's uh, abilities, man's creations, what we have done and created and and allowed to to do and this fallen state and reprobate minds is really just stupid. I mean, if you break it all down, it's absolutely, I mean, it's meaningless for us because of how it affects us. But outside of that, I mean, the reason why it affects us is because, you know, it's just plain old. I'm sorry. You know, I know that, you know, Satan, you know, is this great deceiver and a liar from the beginning and all this is a murderer. But his stuff also, the more God wakes us up, the more we look at it, he goes, it's just stupid. Honestly. It's, it's like absurdly ignorant. Disconnected. It's, the, it's just a bunch of <laughs> meaningless. Well, you know, it's important for us to remind ourselves continuously. Uh, remember what he told them in Second Thessalonians. He said, I will send them strong delusion that they will believe a lie, that they all might be damned, who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. In fact, even if you look over in Acts 13.41, this, I remember the first time I read this verse, I had to read it about four or five times to say, did he actually say this? Acts 13.41, he says, Behold, ye despisers, and wonders, and perish. For I work a work in your days, a work which ye shall in no wise believe, though a man declare it unto you. He's telling them, you know what? I'm going to work and work. I'm going to work work in you, and they're going to declare this work that I did, and you're not going to believe it. You know. But what's so interesting later on in that chapter, we see the great work that he did amongst some of the Gentiles, because he says, and when when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad. And glorified the word of the Lord, and as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. What a contrast. He, on the one hand, he says, I'm going to work a work, and you're not going to believe. But then we see that as many as were ordained to life were glad and did believe. And, uh, oh, it's it's an amazing thing. It uh, This aspect of, you know, who are true children of God and who exhibit by their actions and by their lives and by their by their you know total uh, rebellion against God and his word and everything associated with it that they are unbelieving 
you know. And, you know, the Gentiles, and if you go on down in Acts 15, a bunch of the Gentiles were making uh, remarks to this gospel, and they said, we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we will be sh- saved even as they, speaking of the Jews. We believe it. We believe it. That, yeah, it's because that this belief w- was given to them. I mean, uh, anyway, I, I think that this, another thing I wanted to talk about just briefly, just in a broad sweep, I know we're getting around time here, but... yeah. Belief is is much more than just ha- giving an assent that Jesus Christ is the eternal Son of God. It's just more than giving a mental assent. Belief is is something that that penetrates the very depths of our being, and it, you know it gives us the the resolve to die for our faith, just like the martyrs did, just like the disciples did, you know. Peter denied Christ three times, but when Christ was raised from the dead, he he died for his faith. He was hung upside down on a cross. So, belief is much more than just saying, "Yeah, I believe I, I believe that Jesus died for my sins," and so on. It's much more uh, than that. Yeah. Well, you know, another thing too before we we end too is because I'm thinking about myself and I'm thinking about my what goes on in my brain between my ears. And, you know, um, I mean, I don't know if you can relate to this or not, but it seems like when I look, reflect uh, of my past and my life and this journey that's led to this point and who I am, and that I never, ever, ever felt connected to this world to begin with. And I never, ever felt, I mean, let me rephrase, felt. I never thought, perceived the world like people around me. Never interested in the things that the world was throwing at me. It, but, you know, I was as far as the things of the flesh and that, you know, women and, uh, you know, that my ego and all that. But I'm talking about, like, you know, from from the get-go. I yeah, never you weren't thought, a part of the world's fraternity. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, and, and, you know, and it's not just like, you know, well, Mike, because of... Just because of my, you know, what God put me in the circumstances, but I just wonder, did you feel that way too? Have you always felt that way? You know, I, you hear this from people as like, you know, I always felt a little bit different, and oh, yeah. especially yeah. from people like you know, say like AA or stuff like that. They use that, and I really think that's the manipulation of to try to, you know, lead uh, God's elect astray to go down a false religion and false path personal works and self-righteousness, but, you know, when I look at it, it's like, you know, yeah, I mean, I really, you know, it's it's beyond, it's beyond like, you know, it doesn't matter what group it was and what they were doing and what, you know, I never quite felt connected to it at all. Now, well, is I've that talked something? To many, well, I've talked to many, many people that have, have, have articulated that same thing, and that was kind of my situation. I mean, I was around, you know, a lot of people that were, you know, I would say a part of the world fraternity, so to speak. But I never, I never was really, I always felt out of place, you know. And I think for God's elect, there's a sense that we're, even before we are are made alive in Christ, because we are the seed of Christ, that we always feel that alienation from the world. We're pilgrims and strangers on this earth. And, you know, as it relates to the gospel, um, it's such a... I mean, sometimes I think that it it seems so simple. You know, I heard a guy over the weekend, or over the last two or three days, and he said, people are all the time saying, well, the gospel's as simple as ABC. He said the only problem is they're DEF. <laughs> you know. Well, and well, see, I, well, I think that that's yeah. Go ahead. But no, you go finish up your statement. Go ahead. Well, and so the thing of it is, the you know, it, it, it is simple. It is a simple gospel. I mean, in Acts twenty-eight twenty-four, it says, and this sounds like wow, that is so 
it's over saying it says, and some believe the things which were spoken, and some believe not. Well, what, what, why, <laughs> why, why did some believe the things that were spoken, and why did all these other people didn't believe it? You know, it goes back to you know, it's as simple as ABC, but it's you know, they're DEF, and, and uh, anyway, uh, but there is a sense with with the Apostle Paul. I mean, he was going one way. He was he was persecuting all these people, and and there it was a big conversion for him. I mean, he. He said in Romans one sixteen, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Um, anyway, go ahead, Michael. Well, I was going to uh, yeah, finish this up by reading a little bit. I've probably already read most. I don't know if we read John 11, any of the John 11 25 yeah, go ahead go ahead brother. 40 but if we did read it he read it we're going to read it again because that's uh, good john john eleven twenty five. jesus said unto her i am the resurrection the life he that believeth in me though he were dead yet shall he live john eleven twenty six. 26 whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die believest thou this John eleven twenty seven, and she said unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. And John eleven forty, and Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldst believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. And that is the goal in all this, isn't it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh boy, do I want to see the glory of God? That yeah, you know, and and if you go back, this is another yeah, little thing. He says back in Second Corinthians four, he says, "In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them." So there is a blinding. I'm going to read that again. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. And see, God is the one who who causes uh, these people to succumb to the gods of this world. In other words, if, if a person... And this goes back to what is called judicial hardening, and this goes back to the ninth ch- chapter of Romans, and I don't want to get off on that, but you know it says that the, you know out of the same lump he made one unto honor and one unto dishonor, and uh, you know and that's why he tells us that we're not to be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. What fellowship hath unrighteousness with righteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness, and what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And so there is a mandate, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. You know, and, and in other words, we're not supposed to we're not supposed to have fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, you know. And so anyway, that's but what you're saying is I think for God's people is so true. In other words, we have a desire to see the manifestation of the glory of God. And I think that's a a good place to stop because that's, you know, you, you make a real good point, brother. And this this subject of belief, I mean, we could, it's inexhaustible. Again, we could go for, we could do multiple parts on it, but I, I think it's, 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 uh, I think it's a good study. Excellent. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to end the recording now. Thank you, Larry, for being willing to yes. share uh, your uh, night with with me. Um, you know, I'll leave it open if anybody wants to have an open discussion with us. But mm-hmm. all praise and glory to go to our God. All oh, thank Amen. you, Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, God, there's nothing. There's nothing better. There's no other hope but you. Amen.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.